hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hey, and welcome to episode number four. I'm going to be so excited when I get to say episode number 104. We're going to have to have a party, (laughs) celebrate in some way. So welcome back. If you've been listening in, welcome. If this is your first time, welcome. So glad to have you. Today, I'm going to talk more about what I began last week, which was how the thoughts in your mind affect the pain in your body. And we're going to talk about it in a different way today and from a different perspective or what you could think of as another facet to this very interesting uh, puzzle. And I'm so pumped to get into it because I really love the way I've kind of laid it out for you today. I'm really excited to walk you through what is often mysterious, right? It feels very mysterious how these things manifest in this way or that way. And often seems very improbable, especially when you put it up against a whole way of thinking that currently exists that refutes it (laughs) or that seems to be equally true, which is that, um, you know, the whole list of possible diagnoses and that pain is physical only and that whole way of thinking that most of us have been brought up in, right? So I'm going to unravel some of the mystery today in a very cool way and I'm really excited for all of us. It's going to be super cool. I talk about this all the time. And this is a particular piece of the conversation that is important to address. So even if you have been, you know, having this kind of journey for a while now, and if you've had chronic pain and you're in this process with with unraveling the mind-body connection, um, then this is going to be, again, like a new, unique view for you, a new way in. And if this is the first time you're engaging this in this kind of conversation, Don't worry, I'm going to make it really clear as always. I love to make this so obvious (laughs) that it's hard not to understand. That's my idea. That's my sort of, um, not idea, but goal. So we're going to get into that today. All right, shall we? Yes, we shall. Today is very gray where I am. It's rainy. I've been inside all day and I'm desperate to get outside. So we're going to... Do that as soon as this podcast is over. This is my other more immediate goal to get outside. All right. So mind-body pain relationship, what is going on? First, I want to say that it's true that we don't actually know the exact details of how this plays out and the mechanism uh, by which what is going on in your mind manifests as pain in your physical body. We don't actually know the biology of how this plays out step by step, right? We ha- There's a lot of information that we can look to and there, there is a lot of research that, that points in this direction, 
but there is still some mystery there and I think that's really exciting and I think there's a there's a reason why there's mystery and I'm going to talk about that a little bit too and that that mystery is actually part of the answer (laughs) for each person so yeah there is some unknown there and every person is unique right and so this plays out uniquely for each person what has been found to be pretty clear is that stress is known to be the number one cause of most modern illnesses right so there's been so much research done in that area that that really isn't a question anymore that's kind of a um, coming out to be common knowledge a lot of people know yeah stress what to do about it how to respond to that information that's where we're a little bit behind and also what's going to be really cool is that I'm going to get into that today as well. Um, So the question isn't, is this relationship real? It's really, how does this play out uniquely in your mind, in your individual life? That's the question that's relevant today. And as I go through this information, it's going to help you to get inside that a little bit. And I just want to be clear that, yes, I am also talking about pain in specific areas of the body because I think this can uh, make more sense for things like fibromyalgia or general pain, but also it relates to pain in specific joints, right? So knee pain, hip pain, things like FAI impingement, which you'll know what that means if you've had that diagnosis. Shoulder impingement, you know, stenosis or any number of these kinds of diagnoses all or often, I should say, fit into this relationship and can be resolved through understanding this mind-body relationship. So in last week's podcast, I talked about the direct relationship or the more immediate effect, so in real time kind of relationship between thinking and pain. So you can refer back to that podcast if you want to hear about that. But in preparing for this podcast, I realized something that kind of blew my mind, which is that when pain emerges and if it there is this mind-body relationship at play and you don't realize it and go directly to the diagnosis or this feeling that or the thought that there must be something wrong in a certain area of your body, right? There must be some dysfunction here that is physical and you don't have the awareness of your mind being playing a role that the pain itself can become like a confirmation bias, right? And I realize that so many people in pain are unknowingly living out a confirmation bias. And a confirmation bias is something that we don't realize until someone else points it out to us because we're just thinking that we are seeing reality. We see, we we receive what we expect because that's what we think should happen or how things should be. So we kind of need to have the curtain pulled back so that we can actually see and understand what's going on before we realize that we're engaged in that way of being. Kind of crazy, right? So 
let's go, let's dive right in and remove some of the mystery about all of this, right? So today I'm going to refer to something that I'm calling your mental environment. And your mental environment is the environment that your body lives in. So we're talking about the mind. Now remember, awareness is the first point of access for making any kind of change. And awareness is literally movement of your mind. Simply growing or increasing your awareness has a knock-on effect down or out through your body and your life in all kinds of ways. So it'll be interesting just by listening to this podcast and the ideas I'm going to talk about today, you might start to experience some kinds of changes, right? Just by leaning into these ideas and, you know, feeling into how they might relate to your own life. So in order to get clear about the, this idea of the mental environment, I'm going to talk about these two separate layers of your mind. So we're going to go a little bit meta here and imagine that you can kind of split your mind into layers, which it's really not possible, right? It's all kind of one, one thing, but the way that we experience our thoughts can happen in two different layers that I'm going to talk about today. So the first layer is your conscious attention right? This is where you're actively, knowingly putting your attention to things like, well, what am I going to have for dinner tonight? What am I going to do this weekend? How am I going to solve this problem that I have? And you're actively thinking about that thing and you know that you're thinking about it, right? That's your conscious, attentive mind. And what we're going to talk about is you could think of as your subconscious, this deeper layer that undergirds your day-to-day choices that you make with your conscious mind. So you can actually draw thoughts out and ideas out of this subconscious layer, but for the most part, the kinds of thoughts that are happening there are more unformed. They're more kind of ephemeral and they don't, exist as completed full thoughts that have been formed into language yet, right? So that's why they can be harder to spot because they kind of float in, they float out, they're kind of there sifting around in the background of your attention. Yet that doesn't make them any less real. In fact, they highly influence the choices that you make and the behavior that you play out. So that part of your mind is highly influential for that other higher, maybe um, attentive part of your mind. So it's also important to know that if you have a thought in this subconscious part of your brain, so the background lower layer, let's call it, it frames the rest of your thinking and you believe it. That's the key point here that I want to really get across to you. That if there's a unformed kind of vague thought happening there and you don't question it, you don't address it, look at it and bring it out into the open, your mind 
will believe it, right? Your own brain will take it as a given without even realizing that you're using that thought or that frame of view for how you're making decisions and how you're living your life in the world. So this happened really interestingly for me in this way today. I'll I'll explain to you. I was concerned about making, I'm going to kind of play it out a little bit vaguely because I don't want to get into the details because it's not just about me. But basically, I was really hesitant to take a certain action and I could feel this kind of pull against what I thought I should do. And when I gave myself a moment to think about it, I realized that I had fear or concern that if I took that action and it failed, that this person, this certain person, doesn't matter who it is, somebody in my life, would be upset. And that I know that when this person is upset with me, it's a horrible feeling. I have a horrible feeling inside myself. I feel like I've let them down. I feel very guilty. I feel very blameful, shameful, all these horrible feelings. And in some ways, after the fact, that might seem really obvious, but in the moment of trying to get this job done and being unable to do it, And, and diverting my attention and procrastinating and internally cursing myself, it was completely unclear to me why I was struggling so much with this particular job, right? So this is the kind of way that this can play out in our day-to-day lives and when we don't even realize that there's something going on in the background. And what happens is, again, when you aren't aware that you, you allow unconsciously for that part of you to control your actions that you take. And in that certain instance in, that I just described, that was creating a lot of stress for me. That was creating a lot of internal pressure. That was creating a lot of tension. All right? So that's just a kind of basic example of how that might play out. And why it's so important is that if I hadn't taken the time to get inside my own mind in that situation, I would have continued with the belief that there was an impending problem, that there was an impending threat, that this person was going to get really upset with me, that I was going to have to deal with that. And that belief would have driven my choices. But nobody knows if that's going to happen. This is what we do. We create threats, future threats in our own mind without even realizing that we're doing it. So all this to say that these underlying thoughts, if left unexamined, can lead to a stressful mental environment, right? And stressful feelings and the release of stress hormones and tension, excessive contraction in certain muscles in your body or restriction in your breathing, all of which have physical impact on your physical body. So this is some pretty dope stuff here. This is it. Now look, whether or not you are clear yet, if you're still kind of feeling into this and you're not yet sure, just know this. 
there is never a moment in your life where your body is not in direct relation to your mind. Never. (laughs) Not a single second of your existence. And really, all you have to do is look to your own life experience. What does your body feel like when you're stressed? What do you do? Are your shoulders relaxed or are they tense? Do you clench your jaw or do you soften? Right? Do you tense or do you soften? And knowing that the body is not designed to be in a state of ongoing stress, of ongoing tension. It's designed to have tension and release it. It's designed to spend most of its time in a state of relaxed play, curiosity, enjoyment, right? So if the body is being overtaxed in that way and you can feel it in your own self, it's really not that hard to connect these dots. This is one of the main issues really is that as soon as something arises like pain, it goes into this category in our minds of not my job, not my expertise. I don't know what this is or how to deal with it. And so we abandon agency and we give ourselves up to somebody else, to the expert. Please help me. Tell me what's wrong. Right? And so we absolve ourselves of wherewithal in that moment. And it's really, really important to acknowledge that that might be happening if it is in your situation and to bring it right back to your own lived experience. What do you know about your own self? What can you become more aware of in this relationship between your mind and your body, between your mental state, your emotional state, and how that manifests physically for you? What I always say is when I work with people, like you are your own best expert. And initially people balk, like that might not be true and might not feel true at first, but really when you start to understand this relationship and how to resolve pain really, you see that it involves you being an expert and stepping into the role of expert in your own mind and body. I wish there was a better word. I I use the word mind body a lot with no space in between, but that always feels really clunky to me as in like aesthetically, I want something that's more pleasing, but I haven't found it yet. We have the word you, right? That encapsulates mind and body, but because these, this duality, this split is so ingrained in our thinking, you have to actually use language to point it out. So use body mind bring those things back together into connection, into relationship. So you might hear me using that from time to time. Body, mind, mind, body. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right. So let's spend the rest of our time together. The last bit of our time in this podcast talking about uh, what you can actually do to explore your subconscious in a practical way because you know I love practical. (laughs) I'm all about the woo, but I also love the practical. It has to be grounded in an act that I understand. So I'm going to take this moment to do a little segue into the practice 
because I just want you to know that it makes total sense, perfect sense that you have these kinds of unrealized thoughts that are playing out in your life without you really realizing it. Because if you think about it, this is how your mind is designed to operate biologically. This is what it does. Your brain, your nervous system is inside you, taking in all this raw data, processing, processing, processing all the time, so many data points that in order for it to run you efficiently, in order for you to run efficiently, your nervous system has to compartmentalize some things. It has to come to some clear conclusions, right? In order to support your life as a higher thinking being. So if you're sitting there with a rock in one hand and an apple in the other, you don't have to go about examining the data to know which one is edible, right? Now, if you were six months old, your mom's going to come and take that rock out of your hand if you start putting it in your mouth. And then you might learn something about rocks. (laughs) Maybe it's a delicious rock. I don't know. Um, But as a person, as an adult, you know an apple is an apple. Then you can just carry on eating it and thinking about what it is that you want to attend to really that, you know, planning your weekend or whatever it is that you want to spend your time in your life doing, right? So if you find yourself going into self-judgment as you go through this process at all, it always helps me to remember that this is how my brain functions. This is what it has done for me up until this point in my life and it has served me right so it has served you very well in the way that it's helped you to live your life so part of your brain is designed to run on autopilot and then now at a certain point in your life you can decide to pause that way of being and be more present and dive into this part of your brain So there's nothing bad or negative here. It's just how you function as a human being or as the BFG would say, as a human being. (laughs) I will be quoting the BFG several times because he has so many good things to say. I also want to say that it makes perfect sense that you A, might not have done this before or that when you start to do it, there might be some kind of resistance that you experience and to not push it, right? Because your mind will open up for you. It really will in its own time, in its own rate. Because being with yourself, being present with yourself connotes safety to your nervous system. If you feel a sense of anxiety coming on ever, simply being present with yourself communicates to your nervous system that there is not so much of a threat going on can relax so because the thing is at the end of the day despite the fact that many of us might have a desire to change this or to change that in our lives we all have parts of ourselves that we really don't want to mess with right we don't want to get in there and change things around that much even if we want change when we get right down to it we realize that change can be challenging But if you're present and patient with yourself, then change will unfold in a way that you can handle 100%. So here's what I invite you to do. It's really simple. 
And my recommendation is to do this on a piece of paper, not just in your mind, because if you just do it in your mind, then all the things will come up that you'll then be potentially swimming in. This is what I recommend. Okay. You don't want to be, you don't want to bring something up and not have tools to then address it positively. So all you need to do is enter into a space of willingness to be present with yourself, right? I'm willing to be present with myself and my mind and ask, what is stressing me out right now? And it doesn't have to be the biggest thing. It doesn't have to be Mount Everest. It could just be gathering some supplies for your climb, right? It could be something really momentous like your relationship with your mother or it could be something like having to cook dinner every night. Something that is stressing you out that you haven't addressed. Just what what is it that floats up into the foreground of your mind? What is your mind presenting you? And then ask yourself, what are all the thoughts that I'm thinking about this situation? And then allow yourself some time to write out thoughts. So this is where all of those unformed, vague, ephemeral pieces of energy that are flitting around your neurons (laughs) become actual thoughts that you can look at and assess and understand. Right, So take the time to get out the details of what is undergirding this point of stress in your life. And here's the really important thing, because most of us think that in our, in our life, when something is coming up that we feel stress about, a lot of that stress has to do with something that we're holding as true that isn't really true right? We think that we need to do this. We think that we need to behave in this way. We think that we need to come up with this kind of a solution, whatever. We have this belief that we have to meet a certain expectation that we don't feel is easy or even possible for us. And so we put a lot of pressure on ourselves, right? Unknowingly. And we feel all these obligations. So let all of that spill out onto the page, And then start to ask yourself as you go back through everything that you've written down, is this thought true? Is this real? Or is it something that I'm buying into? Is it a belief that I'm holding without really examining? And when you go through that process with the thoughts that are swimming around in the background of your mind, you'll start to see that there is so much there that you are believing in, that you are basing your choices off of, and that is affecting your mood that are not really true. They're just kind of figments of your imagination that have come out of certain Uh, beliefs that you created somewhere along the line. And if you start to do this regularly enough, you will start to see patterns in the way that your own mind works. 
you'll start to see beliefs that you hold throughout a number of different relationships and situations in your life that are causing you undue stress. And as you go through and ask these questions of your mind, is this true? Is this true? Is this really true? Then ask yourself, what if it's not true? And then how does that feel in my body? And you just try on both because all of life, we think that life is, has all these restrictions and has all these limits, but the majority of restrictions on our lives really just come from our own mind. And then what's really cool when you start to ask this question about how it feels in your body is that you'll start to grow more and more of that awareness about the mind-body connection. And you will become more and more of your own best expert. And that is brick by brick building your road out of pain, resolving it once and for all from the inside in the most powerful way possible through awareness. All right, everybody, that's it for today. Have a wonderful week and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for joining me today. Remember, if you are curious whether or not this relates to you, you can take our self-assessment for mind-body pain. It's really easy to access. There's a link in the show notes. You can also go to our website to get it, www.movetonourish.com. You can also join our free Facebook community, or if you want to work with me personally, send me a direct email at molly at movetonourish.com. And of course, all of this is linked up in the show notes. Have a great week, everyone. We'll see you soon.